Good morning. Hey, I got a chance to be out in the lobby. I know it surprises some of you, but I get the chance to meet people when they come in. And so I got to look out and see some folks that I've never met before and some uh, people that I've known for a long time, but you may be visiting here for the very first time, and we're so, so glad that you're here. Let me tell you something. I am not nervous. Uh, I'm not nervous because uh, my mom is here. I'm not nervous because my brother and sister-in-law are here. I'm not nervous because my neighbors are here. I'm not nervous because a class that I teach off campus on Sunday, they brought a whole bus full today. And so I'm not really nervous. So I'm going to keep telling myself that as we begin. Good morning. I hope your drive was good coming in this morning. Uh, some of you live very, very close and some of you may have uh, driven a little bit fur from further out. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many got here in about 15 minutes or less? Show of hands. 15 minutes or less. Okay. Just curious. Around 20 minutes. 30. 30? Okay. What about uh, 45 minutes? Oh, got some 45-minute people. Oh, they're in the back. Got some Fayette County people. T County, right? <laughs> T County, Fayette County. Is there anyone that drove over 45 minutes today? What? Is it Somerville? Like the boot? Okay, so that's Boone. That's out in the boonies. <laughs> Is it around where the Henleys live? Elijah and Elizabeth? No, Way further out. Okay. No internet? Bless you. Good for you. No wonder y'all are happy. <laughs> um, anyone traveling that maybe have driven hours to get here, guest, let me embarrass you for a minute. Okay, where, where are you from? Michigan. Oh, good for you. That, so, mom, it's Amy's mom. Okay. Well, you win the prize then. <laughs> anybody, anybody further than Michigan? That's pretty far. Where? I don't believe you. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't want uh, anybody further than that? Did New, Mexico. New Mexico. What? All right, I'm just going to bring the whole box. Okay, I get to preach. If you're visiting here, I'm Mark Taylor. I'm one of the ministers here. They don't let me preach very often because it takes them six to eight months to get over what I said the last time. But I've been waiting for guests to come so I could get rid of these mugs. They're in my office, cluttering my office. <laughs> So here's one of our mugs. Thank you. Who else back here? Who's with the other people here? New Mexico. New Mexico. Pass three of those down. One's got a chip on it. <laughs> Take your green magic marker. You'll never know. Here, we're not here. Did you say Maryland? What? What part of Maryland? Frederick. Frederick. Okay. Nice. Salisbury. Is it close to Salisbury? Uh, no, that's on the eastern shore. Okay. I don't know nothing about Maryland. That's the only place I knew. Well, I got another one down here if somebody wants to come get a mug, if you want a coffee mug. Welcome, welcome, welcome. However far you drove, 15 minutes, some of you may have walked, there's people who live close by, and, uh, but I hope you had a good drive this morning, and I hope you've enjoyed uh, the sights along the way. We're going to be talking about some of that here in the next few moments. Uh, a lot of stuff that you see, 
up and down the roads. You ever thought about that? There's so many things that we see up and down the roads. If you're out and about, if you have a job that takes you on the city streets or the highways, you see a whole lot more than just the average drive that we may have coming to work or coming to church this morning. I said something to Jeremy this morning because he used to be over-the-road driver, and I have friends that are over-the-road drivers, and they tell me about some of the stuff that they see up and down the highway. In fact, I've got a buddy of mine who drives to the West Coast. Now, this is a picture I actually took myself driving uh, towards Nashville uh, last week, and let me tell you something. This guy got on my last nerve. He would not get out of the fast lane. I said, it made me so mad. And I don't text and drive, but I do take pictures and drive. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> okay, same, same trip. Just, and I found out why he was going so slow, because there was a wide load. You know, they have those little escort trucks that go in front of them and behind them. Some of them to see if they can go underneath the bridge and stuff. Some of them just letting you know that there's a wide load down the road. But uh, we're Sherry. Where's Sherry? Sherry, I was on my way to Jackson when I, when I took that picture. And these guys were all getting over, and it scared them to death because they had to get over that little thing on the side of the road. Let's go to the next one. All right, now a buddy of mine who drives to the West Coast back and forth on a regular basis, um, he sent me those pictures. He takes pictures all the time with his iPhone, okay? And this was a very, very, very obviously bad accident. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Another one, he got caught up in this. So he was actually one of those trucks that was messed up. I don't even know where this, probably Michigan out there. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? That's a really bad wreck. I, I, I meant to, I just ran out of time, but I meant to write him back, and I'll text him later, but to find out, please tell me these people survived in some of these wrecks. That other one didn't look like anybody could have, but this is a really bad wreck here. What's, did we have another one? Okay, we'll go back to that one in a minute, okay. The stuff that you see along the road, let me tell you something, just the, for the past few months, going back and forth for business meetings up in Jackson, between just exit 20 and exit 80, this is some of the stuff I've written down that I've seen. Travelers with flats, engine trouble, hoods up, people sick on the side of the road, people taking bathroom breaks, but no bathrooms. Uh, road construction, we see it all around. If you tried to get here this morning, they still work on that bridge around Poplar. Uh, law enforcement, detaining people, got the drug dog out. Uh, vehicles being searched, got all their stuff out. Uh, 18 wheelers off the road, saw one the other day going to Jackson off in the trees. Just if he fell asleep or what happened, but he went, ended up in the trees. And I love watching some of the interesting loads that they have on the flatbeds, the stuff you can actually kind of look at. I love looking at the machinery, uh, like the one on the wide load a moment ago. Airplanes, it's so cool to see an airplane on a truck. I just think that's so cool. Or parts of one, just the tail end of one or a wing, or those big old props that they use for those windmills out west, uh, just to see a big prop. Uh, I saw a helicopter one day. Um, and my favorite, though, is I saw a life-size fiberglass elephant. Uh, on the back of a flatbed on the way to Jackson. No, I was coming back. And I, it's kind of weird when you get through track and you pull up and you see a, an elephant rear end right there. And uh, so I passed it just to make sure, because I don't know if it was real or not. But anyway, minor fender benders, major accidents, vehicles on fire, 
I've stopped over the years and assisted in some accidents, some in town, some out of town. And a lot of them just forgotten because so many things I've seen along the road. And then something will happen that will bring my mind back to it and I'll recall an incident or something I saw along the road. You know, I think of things that we can learn from these road images, stuff that I've learned from thinking about the travel that we have down our road, our life journey along the way, and maybe relating some of these things today with our life journey. We know we plan our life, we plan our trip, but sometimes that plan that we have doesn't quite turn out. Because often we see delays, we'll see a detour, we'll see a hazard, we'll see an accident. Some of the things that happen in our life journey are minor, and some of them are major. Well, let me tell you something. Since birth, we started our life journey, and until our death, there will be a continuous trip filled with all these things that life can throw at us. And sometimes the path that we're on takes us on a detour. And I couldn't help but think about Moses. I couldn't help but think about the Israelites. And if you want to go back and reread this, it, the, the story kind of picks up where I'm talking about this morning in Exodus 13 and kind of goes all the way to Numbers 13. But God used a cloud. Remember that? Remember in VBS? We used to see the little the, uh, felt board of the cloud to lead Israel through the desert. And when it moved, what did the Israelites do? They moved. When it stopped, what did they do? They stopped. If the cloud rested for a day or a week or a month, what did they do? They rested. They stayed. And I don't read anywhere, because I went back and reread it over and over and over, in the story where the cloud gave an explanation of why it stopped or started. There never was an explanation why they stopped and started. They needed, we need, they needed to learn and to simply trust and follow the cloud. Wow. We do as well. And when the children of Israel disobeyed God and chose not to enter the promised land, God put them on a how long of a detour? 40 years. 40 years. Now, I know a lot of y'all know that, Melita, but you got my back. Okay? If they don't know the answer, Malia's got the answer. How long was your detour lasted? See, they were afraid. As a consequence of their not listening and trusting God, that current generation was not permitted to enter. It took 40 years, 40 more years of training before a new generation would be allowed to pursue the original destination. Remember our brother Paul, who used to be Saul? Remember him? In Acts 9, go back and reread this as well. He was on a trip, and I would say he got blindsided. His, his trip took a different turn, didn't it? Remember that? After his conversion, he immediately started preaching, and as, as I would imagine you would too. After that life-changing experience, he boldly started proclaiming the gospel. But what happened? It brought him death threats. It brought possible physical harm to him. So his friends snuck him out of town, 
And I'm not, not sure of all the details. Some of them are kind of sketchy, but he spent the next three years where? In the desert, out in Arabia. Not where he was originally headed. So his life definitely took a detour. Then he went to Jerusalem. And he was cautiously introduced to more believers and apostles. And his boldness got him in trouble again. More physical threats. Danger. This time, the disciples sent him back to his hometown, Tarsus. Remember that? Where he stayed for who knows how many years. Right, 14. <laughs> kind of in obscurity, kind of under the radar, okay? He stayed off Facebook. Nobody knew where he was. And some of you need to stay off Facebook, so I don't know everything about your life. Eventually, Barnabas gets Paul from Tarsus and brings him to Antioch. And then things go crazy. Things go gangbusters with God's spirit moving there. But that was hardly the straight line that Paul planned in those early days in Damascus. What a detour. Let's go to John 4. And my Shelby Gardens people back there in the back, so good to see you guys uh, on Wednesday I go to Shelby Gardens, which is over off of Appling, and I think I started there a month or two ago doing a, uh, hey, Miss Johnson, how you doing? Uh, started going over teaching a class, and we're going through the book of John. And actually, when I got to the book, uh, uh, John chapter 4, made me think about uh, some of this lesson today. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phones out with John 4, uh, read along with me. Now, Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria. Stop there. Look at verse 6. Have you ever thought about that? Did he really? Did he have to go through Samaria? Did he have to, was that on the way? Did he have to go there? So he came into a town, to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon, or some versions say the sixth hour. Is that right? Sixth hour? Sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. So just this one-on-one -on -one encounter here with this Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I don't get thirsty anymore and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. And this is where the story gets a little interesting, right? I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. fact is that you have had, have had five husbands, and the man you're shacking up with now is not your husband. <laughs> what you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. 
Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Wow. That encounter would have never happened if he didn't have to go or if he did not go to Samaria. The Bible is full of detours where people just happen to get off the beaten path and things happen big. The things that you learn along the way. We start out life one way. We have all of our plans and desires and dreams. We set out on our journey. We think we know the route. We have in mind how long it'll take. Some people start out, they don't have a clue. They just kind of head out. But go back to picture four uh, where someone's getting in your way. Go to the one where uh, the guy's passing the wide load. That's close. The one with the luggage. The guy's got luggage on. Yeah, that guy right there. Got on my last nerve. Got on my last nerve. He had so many opportunities to get out of the way. And I had to be somewhere at a certain time. I knew where I was going. I knew what time I had to be there. I had left. I thought in plenty of time, this knucklehead. I wish I remember where he's from. He's probably from Texas. But anyway, <laughs> I, I can't read his license plate. But let me tell you something. That guy had so many chances to get out of my way, and he would not get out of my way. Got on my last nerves. You have a setback. You get started. You're on your way, and you have a setback. It may be a minor delay. It may be a three-day hospital stay. Mine was July the 1st through July the 3rd. I didn't have that plan. Carolyn Miller, you never had a plan to stay over a month in the hospital. It may be a major delay. It may be you were, you've been waiting on a liver. Maybe the doctor says you have stage 4 cancer and it's spread all into your bones. You have an accident. You have a wreck along the way. That relationship, your marriage didn't turn out as well as you planned, or maybe it hasn't turned up yet at all. And along your journey, you see others carrying this load. Go to, go to the one where um, the guy's pulling that trailer. Yes, I was going down 64 Highway. This has been maybe a couple of months ago. Actually, Stage Road, Stage Road in Witten. Then I was headed towards uh, Germantown Road. And this guy whipped over in front of me. He's probably trying to turn up to Witten, or on 70. And people were giving him so much grief. I'm thinking, can the guy get some uh, chairs and tables from his church to take it to an outing or a birthday party or some kind of get-together outdoor? And people were so mad at him. Why? Because he was cramping their style. He was pulling a trailer. Now, let me tell you something. I pulled a few trailers in my life, and people are not kind if you've got something in the back of your truck and you don't want it to break and you're going slower, well, how dare him go 45 and a 45? And they're just like <laughs> whipping by you. And if you, if you turn a corner, you turn your, what? 
turn your blinker on, turn your blinker on, you start to pull in somewhere, and you don't, you don't want that load to shift or something get damaged, and you're being really, really careful. People say, well, get, turn into the driveway. Pull in. People are just so impatient. And you know what I did for this guy? I blocked for him. I blocked for him. And you don't want to make me mad on the road. I don't, I don't get road rage, but I block for people. I'm, I'm taking up for that guy right there. People can be cruel, blowing their horn, telling you that you're number one. I've always, <laughs> I have always owned a truck, always owned a truck. I've helped countless people move, and people are not patient. People are not patient. You see a guy going in 40 in the, in the right lane doing 55 with a swing set, and there's no finesse way to haul a swing set. He's hanging off, look like a junk, you know, just hanging off your truck, like a Chinese junk ship. And, and people, they're, they're unkind. We have friends, we have families, members, we have strangers, we have neighbors that are pulling some pretty heavy loads. You may be pulling a heavy load. You may be hauling some stuff around right now yourself, and we need more patience with each other because we're all carrying some kind of load. You know, when you've traveled down that road before, we're sometimes better off at offering a little bit more grace and patience, aren't we? Because you've been there and done that. I'm just more patient with people pulling a trailer. I'm just more patient with people that are carrying a heavy load. So we encounter people along the road in our life. We encounter detours. We encounter these wrecks. We encounter bad weather. We encounter delays, setbacks, wrong turns, bad directions. What do we do? How do you handle it? Let me tell you as I start to close. In your detour, what did you learn? In your detour, what did you learn? You learned something in your detour. What did you learn? Have you shared that with others? You've had a smooth ride so far. You hadn't had very many detours. Well, great. I'm happy for you. But yours is coming. Hang on. It's coming. Are we joyful with people that are along roadside having trouble? Are we joyful with people carrying a heavy load, slowing you down? Are we joyful? Do we show love and patience, gentleness, peace, forbearance, goodness, and self-control with others carrying a load? Do we? Are these people slowing down? Do we show all of these? Or do we just pass them by and offer none of the above? Well, when life becomes a detour, we learn so much along the way gives us a new vision. We see things we've never seen before. God takes us places we wouldn't have chosen on our own. And through it all, God never leaves us. God never leaves us. Detours can cause us to slow down and wait for God's timing. One of the most repeated phrases in Psalms is, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. 
wait on the Lord. Well, we don't like to wait, do we? We don't have patience. We do not like to wait. Isaiah, let's look at Isaiah. Isaiah tells us what, what will happen if we do. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Read it with me. They will soar on wings like eagles. This is the last part. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Through God's planned detours, we discover God as a faithful guide. His GPS never fails. We also learn to keep going, persevere, and not doubting what he has promised us. Learning to believe while lost and in the dark what God's going to show us in the light. We will learn to follow without explanation. And also, listen to me, enjoy the new scenery. If you get off the beaten path, enjoy the new scenery that comes with the detour. God has a better picture than what we can see right now. He's going to let you see something a little bit better. And when we consider our detours this morning, I want you to keep in mind this promise, and we'll close with this in Jeremiah. This is the promise. For I know the plans, read it with me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Wow. Like our prayer warriors to go to their spots at this time. And I'm just going to leave you this one sentence and then we're going to pray. This came to me last night and I got up and jotted it, uh, jotted it down before I uh, forgot it. Ready? Embrace the delay. Embrace it. Let's pray. God, this life has so many setbacks, detours and tragedy. We get confused, sad, and overwhelmed. We need you, God. We can't do it alone. Jesus, you told us to come to you if we were tired and burdened down. You told us to learn from you because you're gentle and humble and our souls could find rest in you. All because you can handle it. You can handle it. So today, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, please show us the way. Help us on our journey. Help us all to be patient and love one another along the way. And help us to turn over to you, Father. Please, God, take control. In Jesus' name, amen. If we can help you in any way, if you'd like for us to pray with you, there's people at the different spots around, and if anyone needs to come with prayers that they would like the church to know about, and let's pray with you collectively, please do so. Let's sing. Let's stand and sing.